Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey listeners, if you would, while you're listening to this amazing episode today, take a second and give me five stars or leave me a review because today I'm bringing you a beautiful soul conversation with my guest, Vivian Chavette. She is the co-host of the Infinite Star Connections podcast, a galactic channel, energy matrix healer, and an international recognized advanced Octorian hybrid avatar. To say the least, I'm excited to have this conversation. So welcome, Vivian. Hello, Vivian. Hi. Love your background. Oh, thank you. It's so vibrant. It's full of life. Just has an energy to it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, I've watched many of your YouTubes, your show, and I welcome your Octorian energy today so I'm excited Mm -hmm. thank you thank you (laughs) yes so tell me Vivian who you are where you came from I love your beautiful accent oh thank you I grew up in Canada in Montreal the Quebec area Quebec is the French province of Canada so I grew up primarily in French culture and then I learned English later on in life so this is why it's always be in the background, everything I do on that little flavor, little sparkles. <laughs> yeah, a connection to your earthly ancestry. I'm actually from Louisiana, so I am Cajun, and I have a great shaman from the area of the Three Rivers. His name was Etienne Pigaroche, wow. and he was known as the apostate, the shaman that converted to Christianity. I see. Yes, but the name says, oh my goodness, that's quite a heritage that you have. I mean, when you said Louisiana, I'm like, oh yes, mm-hmm. that's incredible. And I've actually gone pretty deep into his story from the 1600s. So whenever I hear, you know, that area of Canada, it's just, it hits me because I know that, you know, I've had that DNA. Maybe you, we could start off talking about that we do have a earthly lineage and we have a star seed lineage because we're multidimensional. Yes, we are absolutely right on. We are multidimensional being for sure. Yeah. Is there any way to know where, like, is there any techniques that you offer anyways that you can help people find their root race? You mean on the intergalactic level? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great question. Oftentimes during the healing sessions or the one-on-ones that I do, that aspect will come as it is the most appropriate for the clients to know. I also do what's called galactic star seed readings, um, Mm -hmm. where we focus more in terms of exploring on the soul ancestry level to see what branches of connections wants to come in. Very oftentimes it comes in naturally that part of the clients will come and talk and where I can see, it can feel some, and oftentimes the clients itself will know in terms of, they will tell me, oh, I've always felt drawn to this group. And like, well, I can feel them in your field or I can feel them. So there's different ways to, you know, identify or explore that aspect, which is exciting. Yeah. And you offer many different modalities and healing sessions. Did you receive these? I know some of them you took um, courses on quantum healing and different activation courses, right? And then some of it you actually received for yourself. Is that right? Yes, it's a blend of that. Absolutely. Did you have, you know, something that led you to this awakening that you were multidimensional? Yeah, that's a wonderful question, actually, uh, Shannon. So thank you for asking. 
it's almost like for me it's always been a like a second nature like it's always been innate in me I would say Shana it's always been like very naturally innate in me you know there's just healing through the words healing to the presence healing just by offering sometime helping people just to shift their energy just a little bit create a positive shift so I've always had a really strong sense that I would that I was here to make a significant a significant impact for people and I remember even as a child listening to adults and I could see in their field what was happening the way they were communicating the behavior I can feel the insecurity I can see what they were overly projecting for example and I can see that and I've always wanted to come and bring them comfort bring them as like validation it's, it's okay you know you there's more to you and it's it's always been very much part of my being to do that and of course that sense has refined over time and I would say for me the marking point was in my early 20s where my group came and they says okay now there's another path opening for you and we're going to really supporting you in the necessary changes the transformation that needs to take place in order for you to really embrace what you're going to be doing more and more and more and for the last 10 years I have been very much involved with working with people from all over the world and I've seen in 10 years how much Everything has shifted consciously, awareness, awakening, even the way people ask questions is different now. There is, especially for the last three years, but I can see the difference already just in 10 years. And that is really fascinating to watch, to see the change, the change in, in terms of people getting more present, different ways of thinking, of perceiving things. New desire comes through. I hear a lot. Oh, I want to be of service. I want to make a difference. I want to make a contribution. What would be the best way to do that? And how we can, you know, support that desire to be of service to the light. So the desire of creating significant and positive change on the planet, on the planetary level, even, have always been very strong with me. And now I understand it from a different aspect then because I have shifted, I've grown, I've expanded over time. And being in that space today, it's just phenomenal. It really is. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because I feel like if you looked at it, at it from a different perspective, the way the world is right now, you could see a lot of negative. You know, sometimes I peek outside of my realm and I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I'm coming back in. <laughs> it's not so good out there. It's peaceful and very safe and protective in my realm. However, outside there's all this negativity and there's this danger and fear lurking. And I have sensed that I have this protection bubble around me that is expanding where I can't really see it unless I make a conscious decision to go and look. So with that, how do you, you know, deal with this negativity on this earth in this life? Well, there's multiple aspects to it because so you talk about, oh, I am in my protective bubble and when in my spiritual aspect, I feel safe and out there it's dangerous and all of this. That's precisely what we need to heal. This is what we call the reconciliation of paradox where we can no longer function with a little bubble of spirituality disconnect from a world that seems to be full of fear and danger that's what we need to that's how we come to heal and reconcile so this is what i'm sensing more on a planetary level and a global level that more and more light workers as people who are more spiritually in alignment with a different way of living to says i recognize that what seems to be dangerous or fearful and in reality is brought back to the light for healing and transmutation. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example of this. I just recently came back from Maui because I was co-hosting a retreat there. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of powerful work and I am extremely sensitive to energy. I would say even vibrationally sensitive. 
So I can feel on the island while the beauty is absolutely astonishing. There is a lot of fragmentation and different energy. And we drove through a little town and I forgot the name. And when we drove to the town, the energy felt much more um, limiting. And I felt there was a lot of angry spirit. I felt anger. I felt um, the energy was quite a few octaves down compared to the rest of the island. Was that designed for me to be fearful? I could have gone into the trap of fear. But what I've done instead is that we pull over, we park safely in a parking lot. And I said to my husband, I said, let's join forces and let's bring the light and recognize what we are feeling right now. And let's say that if there are spirit or energy that is still unresolved and it creates an energy of anger, resentment, lower energies, lower consciousness, let's help them to heal. Maybe they too need to be released back to the light. So we stay there, we held hand, we did bring in the divine feminine with the divine masculine together. And I did an evocation with the light. And I said, on behalf of the realms of light, we bring cosmic forgiveness. Whatever you need to be recognized, we hear your voice. We recognize you. We send you love. May you be at peace. It is your time now to transit and back to the life where you belong. And we're here to give you a voice. And I sent, we sent together the energy throughout the entire little town. And even the store everywhere to uplift that place. And I'll tell you what happened. There was no fear. We never felt at that moment when we did that, Shana, there was no more feeling. I feel unsafe. I have to protect myself. I have to retract. I have to put a shield. It changes the energy. And I know in my heart that what we've done to that one segment of the island, I've already probably already started to continue creating healing ripple effects. And that's why I mean, like, it's time for all of us to step up in our light. And as a light worker, sometimes we will be called to bring light in the most unlikely places. Of course, I understand without having physically to put yourself in harm's way, naturally. There was no harms there whatsoever. It was just an omnipresence. And I'm like, hmm, there's other ways to do this. And this is how we did it. Wow. Yeah. Is that, that Yeah. That, that, thank you so much for sharing that because that was powerful. That's a perfect example of what to do when we are faced with even just the energy of fear. Because I think that a lot of times we ignore it. And sometimes when you ignore it, you're absorbing it. Good point, Shana. Very good point. That absorption goes directly. And after time, it goes directly into your core. So if you look at the chakra system, you know, we have the solar plexus, right? But the solar plexus has three levels. Right the middle point of your solar plexus, this is what we call the core light of empowerment. And after time, what we do, we're retracting our divine intelligence, our power, our heart energy. We're retracting into the stomach area. We close down our solar plexus, so to speak. And this is why fear has so much more and over-empowering energy over us. And then like the example of we are driving on an island that we don't know was our first time there. Go to this town and right away it wasn't the energy was I'm gonna take your power. And I'm like, oh no, I'm here to be of service. Let me help you instead. Let's shift things around. Now there's time where you may send light and it's time to get out or to move forward. Okay. And I've seen also other places where I can feel some kind of malevolent energy. And I said, I stand. It's like um, this character in the movie, The Lord of the Rings, uh, Gandalf, the wizard, with his staff. And he said, you shall not pass. Or like, oh, no, I am not going to be subjected to that. So to bring your light and core your light like a wise wizard of light and says, I recognize what's around here. But I ask for assistance from the realms. I ask the archangel. I ask the beings of light to come. 
and then then my role is done and I can extract myself and move forward. So there's also higher discernment and in a situation where you know you've done the work, you plant the seeds, you move forward. There's no need to linger there. So I love the way you bring that up and to feel like this is also another layer of example where you are facing situation, you go like, okay, I've done my part. The seeds are planted. I ask, I delegate higher authority light and help with that. And then I can continue. And I always <laughs> says, this is a declaration of our authority. Sovereignty is a declaration of our sovereignties of being of light. This is our declaration of our energetic freedom. No longer do we need to abide by this. And I remember more and more and more every day with every breath who I am truly and what I'm truly capable of and the light that I carry within myself. And this is what we call returning more into essential of living uh, with our communities, our families, at home with children, partners, with each other, like we're doing right now together. This is what we're doing. We're expanding that light and worldwide in the community of light everywhere it really is wow it's so powerful most people might have first just thought protect yourself even to people who are you know spiritually awake may have said oh we need to protect ourselves from this but no you took power and control over the situation and then you just let it go you had full control over your energy and the energy around you instead of feeling, oh, I need to protect myself. That that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I can mm-hmm. feel it when you were saying it in your own words. I can feel you're stepping into your own authority. This is why it's called stepping into your authority as a divine being. You may call the light. You know, I remember one time, Shana, that I was traveling and somebody made travel arrangements for me and had me a place to stay. And the place was very negative, uh, very heavy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend a night here because it was late and there's nothing else I could have done. But I said, there's a way to say how I'm going to spend the night there. So what I did is I right away create an environment of reshifting. I said, I demand the change of the vibrational change and the frequency change of this place. And I ask also assistance to create almost like a beautiful energetic veil of light around me. And I said, this is who I am. And this is how I'm going to sleep in those energies. And I did sleep. And the next morning I went back and I said, I have the authority and the power to change this. And what I did is I said, Thank you for the arrangements. Thank you for the opportunity. There's a lot of misalignment with myself here. There's no need to force myself to stay in those energies. I bless the place. I ask that whatever needs to be transmuted back to the light, be done. And I packed my bag and I left. And I'm like, no, I have a choice. I said, no, there's other ways to do this. And I know that just my presence there with what happened already shifting. So what we're talking about is that in everything in our lives, you have to think about, okay, I've learned a lesson. I've done the work. I'm here. What else there is? I am shifting. I am shifting the experience. I no longer need to stay in the same frequency of the same experiences over and over. Right? The loop that they get in patterns and so many times generational that's a good point too and it's loops indeed we do that we see that a lot in healing is shifting the loops loops so we think that well it's always been this way it's ancestral it's been passed on it's cultural this is how things have been it's like this it's like the word tradition well languages any form of languages are shifting right now a lot of semantics of words are shifting. So what does the word tradition means? If you look from a 3D perspective, the word tradition is simply keeping the same loop repeating itself. But where is the roots behind it? Where is it coming from? What is the purpose? Who started it for what intention? 
Ooh. <laughs> you know, much of my journey has been about my ancestry. It's been learning about my ancestry and healing, you know, some of those patterns, traditions. That's so interesting about the word tradition. I didn't think about that. But, you know, learning from your ancestors is a learning aspect of you. And I think that's beautiful. And I want to honor that. You know, it's incorporating, I would say, the best of their knowledge and the wisdom, extracting the wisdom and to see how you can integrate from today. You know, what I was referring the most to is overall, like a holidays, for example, you know, mm -hmm. whatever holidays there is. And to look at, it's the same loop every year. We repeat in the same way, the same food, the same day, the same. And I'm like, wait a second. I was just repeating something out of programming. Mm -hmm. which is different and learning from your ancestors, your ancestors, you can learn from this, allow yourself to elevate yourself. And there's great wisdom in this. And I think it's great. If you look at overall on a global level, you know, tradition, Christmas, where's this coming from? Really, really. Where Easter, Valentine, what is that? One of those loops we go through every year on the calendar it comes back and repeat itself. It's the same repeat. Anybody has questioned themselves, why do I have to pull up a tree with ornaments? We've done that for like 10, 20, 30, 50 years, depending on what generation you came through. It's, I think it will be a golden opportunity to redefine what do we want to install as tradition? What do we want to learn from them? Or do we want to create? How about creating new ones, new celebration instead? Celebration, like I say, a day for children or a day for coming together, a day for, you know, learning from each other. I, I don't know, I feel like that might be a little bit more in sync with where we are shifting into expanding in consciousness, rediscovering who we are, right? I mean, look what you do with your podcast. This is incredible. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And do you know that this has been something that just came up this week for me? My daughter's doing a cultural project at school. Oh, wow. And there's two places that her and I could not come up with anything. And that was, what are your unique traditions um, and what are your family's holidays or something like that? And it, it was interesting because we sat there and thought about it. And even though that may be the traditions of those before us, we don't celebrate those things for the reasons that they do. And we, we've evolved past this. And I say this all the time about, you know, whether we're talking about laws, government, and our religions. And I'm like, we have evolved past these rules. We've evolved as not only a people, a country, a world, and yet we're trying to still put ourselves back into these routine loops, traditions. And really, truly, I mean, don't go there with me about Thanksgiving. This is one of the things I was like, because <laughs> you know what? She, you know, she said, well, we do like Thanksgiving because we all get together and eat. But, you know, I have made speeches at the Thanksgiving table to my family that they better know that there's not a lot of indigenous cultures that were here on this land that are feeling thankful right now for what we are celebrating. And so it's voicing the truth to what has been denied, hidden, buried, covered up. You know, and so for me, I totally agree with that. I've never had anyone put it out there to me that way, but you've inspired me big time to even maybe change the name of what we celebrate and make it our own. And I would encourage anyone to do that. The vibration of that language will literally change the veil of the energy like you described in the space that you are celebrating it beautifully said very empowering as well i'm telling you goosebumps everywhere because that is really honoring ancestors that is honoring very much knowledge and wisdom the yes. healing of the semantics changing the connotation behind it is also healing old wounds 
instead of repeating them in a form of tradition. So it's really powerful. What we are talking about is part of the change, the new era of consciousness that we are living in more and more and more. Embracing that to says, yes, you're right. It's like, I never thought about it this way. So what we do is that it's a change of paradigm, a reversal of thought system, a deprogramming of old loops that in reality just perpetuate old wounds. And I'm like, is that tradition? No, we're changing that. We're honoring each other. We're honoring the earth. We're honoring those before us. We're honoring those who are here today. We're honoring the children. We're honoring all the future generations and all of the above. That feels much more empowering. <laughs> I know that my kids love this. I can't wait to share that with them. I mean, oh. you've already done so much for me just in the 15 minutes that I've been on with you. It's unbelievable. Oh, thank you so yes. incredible. I, so I mean I'm just validating your special purpose that you were brought here for. So let's talk about that. You know, a lot of people talk about star seeds, you know, it's such a trending kind of topic. When I first had heard the word years ago, you know, I think it was just through Dolores Cannon, you know, I'd read the three waves, and then you heard about like Oh, diamond children, indigos, you know, stuff like that. But yet star seeds are also very ancient historical beings that were rooted here on this earth. That's a very good point you're making. Absolutely. If you look at the term star seed in itself, just to let's harmonize the meaning of this word. Uh, we know that it's the soul emanation or soul aspect of beings who've come from everywhere in the multiverse. It can be coming from other interdimensional reality that we not even have knowledge of or civilization, advanced civilizations, multiverse, galaxies, star systems, they come from everywhere. Answering the call of Mother Gaia says, hey, we're going to shift. There here's a celestial being called a planet that's about to shift and finally reascend to her true elevated state. And there's an entire civilization on the midst of the most beautiful and profound evolutionary process as well, along with so many other sentient life forms, because we need to honor the animal kingdom. We need to really honor them. This is also part of healing wounds in ourselves, healing wounds in history and on the earth. And so the star seed of those soul aspects from other places, other planets of civilization go, I'm going to bring my frequencies. Oh, I got gift. I got light. I got a vibration. Let's come together and we're going to all embody human forms knowing that we are bringing those unique vibrational signature in ourselves and how we can implement those frequencies, uh, the virtues, the quality, the energy of maybe worlds I've already ascended a long time ago. And it's just coming back to help up stabilizing this beautiful, profound, we could call it spiritual elevation. And so you're right, honoring them. And they come at different generational timeline. Whether you came back in the 20s, the 30s, whether you're back in the 2000s years or in it, any time in between, each and every one of them serves a great purpose and the uniqueness of each of them. So I feel that will be maybe a new tradition, a star seed day where we celebrate all of them, all of us together depending whether you're 80 years old or you're five-year-old, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, that is yes. something that should be celebrated and brought into awareness into people's consciousness today, which you do see is happening more. Do you feel like we're at a time that this maybe even is the first time so many people have elevated to this consciousness and awareness of the root races? Do you think this is a special time? Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. Because especially this year, 2023, 2024, I feel like we have finally entered a very unique time 
of elevation. Yes, there's going to be a lot of changes. Yes, the earth is shifting. Her body is shifting. We know about the solar energies, the new frequency coming in. Our own body template is shifting as well. It's all part of the next level of evolution when we are moving away from the 3D, third density world, moving into fourth, into fifth dimensional. We're starting to shift into higher frequency and the experience of those frequency changes. And I can feel that 2023, especially this year, and moving into the next two, three years, there's such a cascading effect of awakening and how we changes the way we perceive ourselves, each other, communication like we're doing right now, how we dialogue with each other, mm-hmm. how we hold our space. Everywhere you go on the planet, I mean, everywhere I travel, I always connect with the vibrational state of the earth, the grits, the elementals, I feel the energy of the collective consciousness of people around me. I feel animals. You know, you're connecting. You start to recognize ourselves. There's a much deeper soul recognition now. And the star seeds in particular start to recognize more who they are and to feel, I know I'm here for this time and I have accepted to return with great purpose and your great purpose can be just be conscious of the light frequency that you're anchoring every day and i always said and i will say it again because this is so important is watch where are you investing your energy your inner peace your soul energy the most to so we talk about fear earlier it's okay to feel some level Fear is an experience that has been embedded into this world so well. It's almost like an old friend. We know what to expect from it. It's fear, right? But to be living in peace, certainty, empowerment, universal joy, well, that feels foreign. I feel like it takes a lot of energy to maintain. That's part of the reversal of the thought system. Does that make sense now that we're returning we unwinding ourselves, deprogramming ourselves, because everything else has become so familiar. As ironic as it sounds, Shana, fear, doubt, it's all part of the old pattern. And we know we know we know to, what to expect from it. It's almost it's familiar, but that's that's the illusion. We're shifting that more and more and more, right? Well, I I just love the fact that you laid out that you can control it and it can't, you know, you don't have to have it living within you, controlling you. You can transmute it. You can, you can send it loving energy and send it on its way. Keep going. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's understanding is when you think about people who say, I'm sorry, I feel fear. You feel it. It's an experience. It says, okay, recognize it. What is it really coming from? What is the source behind it? And after time, when you start to decode a deeper root, it only loops back to itself to fear. There's no logic explanation. It's just there. That's part of the program. This is part of what has been encoded into this world for generations for so long. If you think about it, it's almost illogical. What are you afraid of? Fear of itself. But what is fear? It's just an experience. You know, it, it reminds me of a story that one of my coworkers had told me just like last week. And it was such a good story. He said that he was in Florida and he was in a kayak. And he came to this ginormous alligator. He's, it was huge. She showed me the picture. I was like, oh my God. Well, in that moment, fear, of course, you know, came to him so much that it got him out of balance, right? His body began to react to the fear and he fell out the freaking kayak. His fear put him in danger, actually. The fear is supposed to alert you to danger, right? Bring you to awareness of the danger. That's like natural primal in our body. However, because he had no control over it, the fear overcame him, brought him out of balance, puts him in danger. And then he sat afterward. Of course, he was fine. 
the the alligator was sunbathing, didn't move. But he looked at me, he goes, I know it's trying to tell me something. And I said, you just told me what it meant. You allowed your fear to overcome you instead of making some space real quick and, and connecting with it and, you know, finding your balance and you lost balance. I said, it's such a great story. It's, it's a lesson. I love this because it is showing that fear retracts you into what I call a primal state where there's no more, like there's nobody home anymore. You're operating out of complete primal instinctual aspect of fight or flight mode. And so something that you may have seen with higher discernment was no longer available. Your senses get veiled. You're retracting into your primal chakras. You're much more retracted. Even your energy field start to retract. That way, it's like a magnet for everything else, like a ripple effect. And when you step out of that energy and you start to re-expand yourself, you start to see, oh, but in reality, if I had just changed that element, it would have changed everything else, the whole experience. So like you beautifully said, Shana, my team always says, they tap on the shoulder and they said, okay, now step away from this experience. What have you learned? What was the lesson? What would you do differently now that you see it? And they always say that with me. And this is what we can perceive that when similar situation comes or a trigger points come, you're able to start to recover faster and regain your balance quicker, start to surrender, let go. I remember one time I was traveling with my husband and we got stuck at the airport for a very long time, hours on hours. And I was at first starting to feel more emotional, but there must be another solution. And out of the blue, I felt, let go. See, there's a bigger picture behind it. And I start to let go. And I accept it. I say, okay, let's see what that's going to lead me. And it turned out to be that because we were there a lot earlier, everything else went smooth. Security, baggage. We were even getting some little extra by the airlines. We were there. We had a nice meal. This flight was on time, smooth. We got our destination even a little bit earlier. If we had fight it, go against the grain, out of fear, all of this, the weather would have changed. We may have been even stranded longer. Things would have been completely like going into a spiral. So after time, sometimes we feel like, okay, take a deep breath, surrender, let go. Looking at a different perspective and it changed things. It really does. It starts to create space for different solution to manifest right yeah you know fear can be so deep in you you know there's so many different layers of us and and fear can be in all the layers fear might be the root of all the layers i'm working with a lot of people right now who are struggling with fear and it keeps coming up and then they heal it but then there's other layers of the fear and that's a good point so think of it this way like the word healing it's a huge umbrella right there's so many ways to approach what healing mm-hmm. is really about. Well, fear, it's a big umbrella. And oftentimes when we go through the layers, it's not the word fear itself. It's what it's attached to. It is really much in that sense. It's the decoding behind what this word as an umbrella really represents. It can be the memory of someone the memory of something painful and fear became just like an umbrella on top of it. So if we peel off a post-it, if you peel off the word fear out of those layers, you can say, reveal yourself to me so I can heal, resolve and reconcile those layers and better understand them for what they really are. So when you're looking at a layer and you're observing it like an object outside of yourself, well, you can remove the first layers. That will be the first response, fear, doubt, insecurity. Those just responses. And looking at what this layer is ready to teach you, to show you that in reality, you may be more ready that you realize. And it's so liberating 
This is why it's called part of regaining your energetic freedom. Sovereignty, you feel it. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that could be for both our human bodies that are in our life here in this earth. It could also be for our ancestors, right? And so talking about different layers and dimensions. Do we also have to worry about past life energies? Or is this part of our layers or do we come into this earth with a clean slate? What is your opinion? That's a good question. So because I believe soul is in a constant state of evolution, we've always been giving opportunity to evolve, which means that some of the lifetime we have, part of the purposes, and I do say part of the purposes, will be to give us opportunity to clear some karmic ties, whether it's coming from past life, repeated itself has loops, pattering, themes that comes back in our life, whether it's communications, relationships, oh, that's a big one whether it's other aspect. So it's, I would say, take it in the context of your actual lifetime with the understanding that your soul is infinite. You are a multidimensional being of light. So your soul is ancient. Your soul has lived multiple times, whether it's on the earth or on the planet or even different realm of existence. So from that premise, if you look at the repetition or the pattern in your life, whether it's your family, upbringing, learning, health, school, relationship, whether it's within yourself, just to say, okay, there's no need to worry about past life because they coexist with you in the now. There's no time per se. So those aspects of you are coming back to you in this lifetime, which is your most important one. And to say, no, I recognize that, let's say, for example, Communication is an issue for me. It is possible it comes from past life, from your upbringing, from past experiences in this lifetime, or even other parallel aspects. But in reality, none of it really matters. What matters the most is you recognizing that the patterns that's presented to you are designed to be healed and reconciled and resolved in this life. This is why I always recommend to focusing on this lifetime in the perspective of what it is teaching you without getting too much loss in translation about past lives, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that that was a very good explanation. You know, I've had a few past life regressions and, you know, they were all purposeful though. For me to understand that information, the way they came up, they were part of my journey. I needed to have the awareness of those lives. I didn't know right away why, but eventually they kind of weaved into my journey. Recently though, Vivian, I had a quantum healing session. And in the session, she asked me to look down at my feet and I didn't have feet. She asked me to look at my, you know, my hands and my hands were scaly. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it actually right now. This just happened like a week ago. <laughs> well, but for your experience, this is not necessarily a past life. It can be part of your soul ancestry. Yeah. So for example, let's say that an aspect of you was an aquatic being as living in another, another planet. And at that moment, what you experience is the memory of that soul aspect of you as an aquatic being on another planet and you see yourself with scales. Well, of course, it can, I can completely appreciate why it was unnerving for you. What I would lovingly recommend is just to remember that it's ultimately, it's, I always use my crystal, you're simply uh, visiting the different facet, the multifacet of the, your beautiful prism of life, your prism that you are you. So this facet of you came through to simply to show you and what we call a soul ancestry connections which is a bit different from past lives so past life play a role but without having to worry about them or to say well do i need to know all my past life the answer is no what is the most important for you to remember in this lifetime will come naturally whether it's an impression, whether it's familiarity, a sensation of deja vu, then pay attention to that because that's what leads you to today. Like for you, recognizing yourself, your hands with scales 
just to say, okay, in my soul ancestry, as an infinite soul, that aspect that I lived, I was not a human. I was probably a humanoid living on the planet. Just leave it for what it is. Just says, okay, I recognize that part of my soul ancestry or this facet of my being. And now I make peace with it. I release it. You can always ask your higher self, what wisdom, what is it that is teaching me? And perhaps, and I would say perhaps, it is a bridge of compassion for you to have greater compassion with different life forms, not just human beings, not what, just what looks like humans. Perhaps there's a gift that you have in you and that vision that you had was to simply remind you of this. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I had come out of a past life and then when she called to my higher self to speak, that's what was going on was my scaly self. <laughs> And I'm not, I, for some reason, I felt like I was judging it, right? I was judging that type of being and didn't want to be that being. But I learned that through my ancestry journey um, more than anything that, you know, sometimes we judge, you know, certain people or ideas, and then we don't realize that they actually were part of the makeup of, of who we are. So, uh, you know, well, I just learned a lot just right now, too, because I, I, I didn't think of it on a cosmic ancestral level, but I just did compare it to my own personal experience with my ancestry. And had I, I would have saw that if that is the case, it, it is part of who I am um, on every level. So I need to love that, too. Yes, definitely. Um, That's part yeah. of the too. Yeah. So we all have avatars. We all have like it, your avatar is like what maybe your highest possible self that you could think of. Is that right? Yes. To some of yourself. Degree. What is an advanced Octorian hybrid avatar? In my case, what do I mean with this? It's to simply illustrate that what is in this body, this form, and that earthly identity, my name Vivian Chauvet, it's my earthly identity. What it means is that that soul emanation that came from directly my Octorian avatar selves has agreed to be consciously in this form so that I can be on the planet, on the physical, more level, more of inter direct interconnections and interactions with people, the planet itself, the energetics, the vibrational aspect of the planet, the way people also and the collective consciousness are evolving, I have a much more direct impact this way than I would have if I had stayed directly in my original Octarian body uh, in that state of already enlightened as a being. So it's very much, again, think of it as a soul fractal, it's a soul aspect of my Octarian avatar self that came through. And my body also physically was engineered by the Octorian themselves, according to our technology. It is very conscious, organic, and holographic based. So there's a lot of uniqueness in that sense that allows me to stay in a very certain, very specific frequencies and allow me to do my work at a whole different level because I can go in and out easily and come back. And of course, I have to honor my body. So I need to ground myself, work with my feet, opening my roots, making sure that my body is also nourished um, and taking a lot of water and replenishing and all of this. But this is, in a nutshell, the energy behind the words that you just read about myself and how it depicts an aspect of who I am. Holy cow. I truly enjoy listening to you. Um, you're such a great teacher. Where can everyone find you and learn from you more? Yes, of course. Thank you for asking. The best way, everything is on my website, which is infinitehealingfromthestars.com because healing is an infinite umbrella of possibilities and opportunities. And this is where the word came, infinite healing from the stars, what I can feel like in this lifetime, I'm very much connected to 
So this has been the best way. Our programs, we have a, a library of meditations. We have different modalities. We have also membership. I do have an online uh, community that people can become a part of. And so, uh, and it's going to continue to expand. And I know that. So it's just wonderful. Yeah. And then your, your podcast and, and you're on YouTube. The Infinite Star Connections with my beautiful co-host, Jeff. And we want to brand both our names, what we do into the name of the podcast. And we've been doing this podcast for already three years now, and it's really been expanding and it's been incredible. Awesome. And now it's time to break that shit down. Take a deep breath, everyone. I always says this is one of my famous signature phrase. Well, our signature phrase. In case of doubt, choose your light and always walk in the certainty of your light. Breathe back to your light and you will see that you'll be able to come back into what we call divine neutrality or some people call it zero point. It's just semantics just to bring yourself back. And Shana, I love your energy. I want to thank you so much for creating a space, walking with me, helping you to really shift. It's almost like I feel like a lotus flower that has opened up and blossomed alongside with you today. And I loved being here today with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I feel the same. <laughs> I'm going to join your community because I, I really enjoy it. So I really enjoy your energy. Thank you. It will be our pleasure to have you. And my goodness, imagine the light you're going to bring and communicating with others. And we have many ways to allow members to even talk among themselves. And thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for, you know, holding sacred space. It's been a privilege to be with you today. Thank you. You have a beautiful day. Oh, beautiful day as well. And we'll stay connected. Namaste to you. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.